video is about the use of language and how it's been framed as trans people being attacked and extreme anti-trans. Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. Gender-affirming healthcare and anti-transgender bills. This is the terminology that is being used to talk about bills being proposed by states in order to stop transgender children, children meaning under 18, from receiving puberty blockers or hormone therapy in order to affirm their gender identity. This video is more so about language than anything else. I'm posting a Yahoo News article that called it the gender affirming and anti-trans, anti-transgender. And the NPR News article links to an ACLU, American Civil Liberties, what? American, what does ACLU stand for? American Civil Liberties Union. They also described these bills as anti-transgender, not just anti-transgender, but extreme anti-transgender bills. Also a side note, what is the ACLU doing? They're focusing on systemic equality. That's their goal now, what? When you actually look at the bills, which I'm not really going to get into in the video, they list the side effects of these hormone therapy treatments. I actually have a video in the past that you can go check out called The Rise of Transgender Kids that goes a bit into the statistics in terms of how many people, children started identifying as transgender and then the long-term results. I think bone issues is a, is a problem and these drugs that are being used, they existed before, I think. But this video is about the use of language and how it's been framed as trans people being attacked and extreme anti-trans. We don't even know if there is consensus, which there probably isn't, in people who, among people who identify as transgender, how they view these bills. We also know that people change their minds as they get older. I'm sure opinions might stabilize if you're looking 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road versus now where people identifying as trans is new and also using medications in this way to try and modify the human body in order to fit it into an image and idealized version of what we would like ourselves to be that's all new because now humans have the capacity to attempt to do it because they probably you know they could attempt before but it's surgery and hormones and medical technology has caught up to the visions that people have in their heads about who they might want to be the issue i think that's really here are two things one is is the government there to protect group rights or is it there to protect individual rights and another is is this about consent and children under 18 and who has the authority to decide what a child legally wants to do with their body. It's not anything about being anti-trans as far as I'm concerned. It's not about gender affirmation. It seems to me that if you're talking about the government and what the government has the right to protect an individual from, then you should be able to look at the issue not from the current transgender issue, but look at it from another perspective, such as are you giving children alcohol or tobacco or things that might affect them uh, long-term? What rights do children have to make decisions over their own lives? I do think that people mature at different rates, but an 11-year-old receiving puberty blockers is not the same as a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old, and everyone is different. The law does apply itself or is applied bluntly, but that's how human institutions tend to work. So maybe the age of 18 is 
long too long for someone but they won't know that until in hindsight you know so it, it seems to me that it's always safer to wait and these bills that are just being called anti-trans i mean that's a perspective if you look at the bills they talk about the long-term negative effects that to me is definitely not anti-trans it's concern for trans children and just in general concern for children not trans children in particular it's something that you would be concerned for children about that's something that i, I wanted to mention the consent issue and then just this question of what are governments there for are they there to protect individual rights or are you analyzing legal cases through group lens i think that they should be analyzing them through the individual then so in that case that's why you would strip away the the trans idea from it which is it's just a hot button topic and look at it from consent and adulthood and guardianship on the part of parents and whether or not children are mature enough to make these decisions so it's not about protecting trans people's rights it's about protecting individual rights and how do you look at cases like this of consent when it comes to other topics here it's consent and maturity it's nothing to do specifically with trans people it's like what are you doing with your body can these effects be compared to something else like drug use are there other surgeries um that people are not allowed to do and this isn't about saving someone's life it's not life and death and also people change their minds so you're trying to use information i think would be the best way to do this based off of other scenarios that are not trans scenarios but they it's the underlying principles that are being focused on not the trans the trans thing if we're talking about protecting individual rights and what the law should protect sex is something that is fundamental to humans and other animals and nature and creation and we could even talk about polarity and the universe in general so yes you want to protect individual rights uh, i would say that's what i would argue for in terms of the state i don't know how other countries do it but that's how i see the state in the country that i'm from and grew up in that's jamaica and that's how i see it in the u.s is the state protects individual rights and it doesn't start protecting group rights because group rights are already covered under individual rights when you start talking about groups is because members of these groups aren't having their individual rights protected because they're a member of the group but still the aim is to protect individual rights so sex and gender is something that i think is special because it is fundamental to humans we are sexually dimorphic and the blurring of that binary or dichotomy is minute it exists but for the vast majority of people vast like vast majority of people they fit into one or the other i think that you could compare hormone therapy to taking drugs but even worse because it's also surgeries another thing that i notice happening is they bring up a lot of different issues under this one topic so i'm about to do this in this video too but in this a yahoo article this is about the bills on healthcare that they call gender affirming because it evokes certain feelings in us and anti-trans because it evokes certain feelings in the reader but they could have just talked about adulthood and consent like i've mentioned then they start talking about 
also trans women being barred from participating in women's sports team, the traditional version of that. That confuses the issue because you're making this topic that is about a very specific thing about maturity levels and long-term effects and you're you're tacking on all these other what they consider anti-trans legislation to it. They should just have separate sports for trans uh, women if women don't want to play with them. If some women do want to play with them, that's fine. The point of having rules in a game is that people agree and they want to play with each other. You can't force people to play a game with you. That might be seen as exclusive. Well, people have the right to, to not want to play uh, certain games. There's an issue of power that comes in. I mean, the government doesn't run sports team, so the government can't mandate something um, which is, I think, a good sign because you have a lot of freedom for people to say no, even if some major, I don't know how sports leagues work or something or how they organize games and, you know, give awards, etc. Even if some major institution, in this case, private with sports, decides that they are, they are going to allow trans women to play with tra the traditional women's team, people can go and start something else, which I would advocate that they go ahead and do. So to conclude, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. The way these topics are portrayed in the media are all about activism. Language is used in a certain way to manipulate what I think are really complex topics. I don't think it's about caring for people's health. I think it's about pushing certain causes. If it were about caring for people's health, then I think they would be talking about the comorbidities in these articles where people already have other mental health issues and about long-term effects, physical and medical long-term effects. Something being consistent with someone's gender identity is not necessarily something that is good for their health overall. If there are other things going on or if their health long-term is going to be negatively affected, you can't just think in the short term. So that's it. If you enjoyed my commenting on these topics, don't forget to support this content at justthinkingoutloud.tv support. Please take the time to go ahead and do that. You'll see that there are some perks, which I'm going to be talking about more in a future video. And um, if you're new to this content, subscribe, whether that's through YouTube or the podcast or one of the other alternative platforms. Give a comment and share the video so that other people can find it, especially considering that I really don't think my channel, at least on YouTube, is promoted whatsoever. I mean, I'm positive of it. And, um... Yeah, I guess take some time to think about these topics and not just have a knee-jerk reaction, which this language really wants you to have. That's the purpose of it. And um, I'll talk to you soon. And I hope that you have a good day as it's kind of warming up now, which is really exciting. Yes, it's gray and gloomy outside, but it's getting warm. All right, bye. Something I want to mention here is something that I feel conflict about. I recently, um, I went to a conference um, in New Hampshire and there was a trans rights activist who said something 
that made me experience conflict, which I'm about to share. So I was asking why can't there be gendered bathrooms, which I haven't changed my mind about, but she was saying it's not comfortable for a transgender uh, woman to go into the men's bathroom, you know, because of how they look. And for the record, I didn't think she was a transgender woman when I met her. I think the thought almost crossed my mind, but didn't. I just thought, oh, like she's a bit different from a normal woman, but I didn't think more than that. But then obviously afterwards it was like, oh, it made sense. So for someone who appears to look like a woman, I can see how it would be uncomfortable to go for them to go into the bathroom. Um, that's the men's bathroom. And then uh, she was talking about how if you're trying to exclude men from women's bathroom, well, biological men who are transgender women from women's bathrooms, then you're automatically assuming that they might be guilty because men tend to be perverted, but there are, that's the word she used, but there are laws that already exist on the books to prevent some kind of molestation from happening and that has to do with individual people not particular men in general so you can't be judging a man for something that a biological man <laughs> for something that he or she has not done so um i still think that there should be gendered bathrooms and ideally but she was talking about public restrooms and mentioned nobody likes to use a public restroom i mean I have a thing for nice bathrooms. Well, that's just nice spaces in general. But I, I always appreciate it when the bathroom is nice. And I will hold my pee if the bathroom isn't good. I will try. <laughs> I'd rather wait. But anyway, um, I um, oh, I lost my train of thought. So she was saying that um, ideally it would be better if there were just individual stalls and people didn't have to share the bathroom with anyone. But yeah, it was just something that made me experience conflict because if you're thinking about the individual person, why are they being judged for something that they haven't done? And yet, as I say that, I again, the ideal solution to me is for there to be individual bathrooms, but I would prefer to go and use a bathroom and I would choose it every time if I knew that it was only women and something that's important to mention here definitely for sure is the category of trans really differs because there are some people who don't even they don't look like women and so you don't how do you figure out how to there isn't a way to stop someone who does want to abuse um that path in terms of being able to just say i identify as a transgender woman and someone who looks like a woman and nobody would even question in the first place so yeah I, I think that makes a difference because if i went into the bathroom first of all i don't pay that much attention um if there was a man in the bathroom who looked like a man i would definitely well, leave <laughs> wouldn't stay in there I've never had that happen um, before. I've only, you know, like if someone's clean and it's a guy, they will like check to see if women are in the bathroom. So yeah, that would just be odd if someone did that who looked like a man. But if it was someone who's a transgender woman who looks like a woman, I wouldn't even be able to tell. And so it's kind of a non-issue. And so then if you pass a law that stops biological men from using the women's bathroom, I don't know 
how I would feel about that. So maybe I haven't made up my mind completely on this, except to say if basically if I walk into a bathroom and it looks like there's a man, I don't want to be in there. Like that, that's just what I'm going to do. And that's not because I think that that particular man, well, yeah, that would be weird if that particular if a person that looked like a man did that. I would find that very odd behavior. So I would be suspicious. Yes. Um, maybe I don't think that biological men who look like women, who are trans women, should be barred from using the bathroom because I just can't tell. However, that's, I do think, will be abused by people who just want to identify. And I just don't know how you draw that line. And so it's just better to just have the gendered bathroom or more ideally have the individual stalls. So I guess you're just seeing me run through, you're just seeing me run through not knowing how to think about this. And then there's also the fact that it's not just some conceptual thing. Uh, I mean, I have interacted with people who don't necessarily identify as women but do that gender blurring thing i've done that quite a bit um but it's also different if you're thinking about like an actual person like if you knew someone who changed their mind who wanted to be a transgender person i guess either way although i'm more concerned about the bathroom thing right now i don't know if i would want um them to feel uncomfortable either way because if they look like a woman would i want them going into the men's bathroom probably not that's probably it's just awkward for everybody involved the whole thing is just awkward so i'm gonna leave this ramble at that just thoughts i'm having on the topic there's a hole in my normal shirt so i need to get a new shirt and i'm wearing my older ones and that's also why i was wearing a different one but i probably shouldn't say this because i have interviews i already recorded where i'm wearing my old shirt but then again i'm probably gonna get a shirt that's exactly the same so <laughs> that you won't be able to tell.